It's not always easy to find the positive. You might even need to search for happiness. Sometimes, just a little inspiration can make the difference. Here, it comes from unexpected places. Welcome to the Tangential Inspiration Podcast. Hi, I'm Teresa. And I'm Amy. We are two ordinary moms looking for inspiration wherever we can find it. So, Amy, what was the highlight of last week for you? Well, you know, Sunday was Mother's Day. (laughs) Of course. And my oldest, Riley, gave me this book, Renegade Women in Film and TV. Barbara Streisand on there. Yeah. Amy Poehler. Oh, Amy Poehler. Yeah. Um, She also has a really good book out. Yeah. it's There's tons of really... Really well-known people mm-hmm. and a lot of people we don't have never heard about. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be great to read. And he gave me this darling card. And I just loved it. He was like, hopefully this book will give you some more inspiring women to write about. And I just thought it was so sweet. I just think that's adorable because it shows how much he's thinking of you. Yeah. And that he went out and bought that. You know, he Picked searched and, and yeah. found that on his own for you. I know. It just so really many. touched my heart. Yeah, I see why. Last week, I was inspired by your tribute to the moms in your life. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah, it made me think about my mom and mother-in-law. And growing up, my mom loved the holidays, like all of them. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I know. It's, she decorated the house for Halloween, of course, Christmas and Easter. We had some neat vintage Halloween decorations for mm-hmm. my older siblings because growing up mm-hmm. in the 60s. And I remember these really sweet pair of scarecrows. She always placed them flanking our front door. Mm-hmm. And along with the decorating, she loved to bake. And she'd make huge pumpkin cutout sugar cookies with really good frosting. And then Christmas. Like the hard, the fondant frosting? No, really she, soft kind oh, of okay. like mm-hmm. a, yeah. See, those are the ones. Really that. good. And she'd flavor her frosting, which was really, mm-hmm. really tasty. And then, of course, she'd Christmas baking. She'd make the cutouts again. Mm-hmm. And like Santas and ornaments and Christmas trees. Just made trees. it special. Really special. And she'd make candy canes out of this red and white dough that was twisted oh, together. Oh, I remember those. Oh, those yeah. are so, one of my favorites. And then she made. Well, they had, they had like. Not an anise? The, yeah. 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 Like, so, so good. And yeah. then she made really awesome fudge. But she just loved to bake. Mm. And she loved um, to make these big, huge platters. And she would give them to, like, all our neighbors, friends. That's how she showed her love. Co-workers, yeah. teachers. Then Easter, she'd make these big Easter baskets. Mm-hmm. And she'd do wheatgrass. Do you know what that is? Oh, it's, my mom. Yeah. Yeah. So she yeah. would do the wheatgrass in these baskets. And she'd put little chicks and rabbits oh gosh, and ribbon. Yeah. Around them. And again, like line our station wagon and <laughs> give them away. That was really, truly oh, her love. Memories. Her tru- yeah. Truly her love language. Yeah. And besides the fun way she'd like celebrate the holidays, my mom had a huge heart for service. She was my sister and my brownie Girl Scout leader. So she did two stents because my sister's nine years older. And then even after. And that's where you got it. That's, yeah, yeah, where I got yeah. it. The bug for yeah. it. But even after. You know, we were out of scouting. She was still volunteering at the council level for years. Oh, that's sweet. You know, Very and sweet. she was a nurse, and so she was super involved in the Nurses Association mm-hmm. locally and her church. I just, I really admire her commitment and devotion to all these organizations. You know, I just appreciate her heart for service. And I have to say, it's, I've drawn upon this for inspiration. Well, I'm just wondering how she had time to do all of the baking and, and decorating and all of that if she had a, you know, with a job. And I know. Also pay, I, I she just, was up yeah. late. She was one of those people that must up late at night. Up late and up early. Yeah. That was kind just of her sleep. thing. She was just always busy. And I draw, I've drawn upon it for inspiration because mm-hmm. I'm shy 
and I tend not to want to get involved, mm-hmm. you know, but it's really been something I've gone, okay, well, my mom did it. I'm going to be more outgoing more, and do that yeah. too. Now, my mother-in-law, on the other hand, Cece, is not shy. She is gregarious, <laughs> super outgoing. I so admire the way she'll strike up conversations pretty much with anybody. Mm-hmm. That's it, my mother-in-law, Including too. strangers, you know, just <laughs> yeah. chit-chat away. My, it's especially strangers yeah. with my mother-in-law. But it, that's how you meet fun. people. Yeah, exactly. I, I love that. And she also has such a really good eye for decorating and fashion. It's, like, mm-hmm. so fun to go shopping with her. Mm-hmm. And I admire she went back to school when her kids were grown. Oh. Yeah, and got her teaching certificate and moved to Saipan. And she okay. taught elementary school mm-hmm. to multiple different grades. I mean, she was there for probably 13. Brave. Yeah, very do, yeah, brave, to, all by herself. Yeah, yeah. And then I just would love hearing, like, through email, like, her stories about her friendships with her students. Like, she'd mm-hmm. have them over to bake or she'd tutor them. And... When, when she'd come home in the summertime, she'd buy all these fun things for her class. That's I mean, she just, that her, she had such a heart for her students. Yeah. And, and that's how she showed her love. That's how she showed her love, exactly. And it was nice. Sometimes she'd spend like six weeks with us, and she would read and play with our kids. And, you know, I have to say at the time, I don't think I totally appreciated <laughs> it, you know, being a new mom. Yeah. It's just like you're kind of you're overwhelmed. overwhelmed and yeah. tired. Tired. But I really did appreciate it because at this at this time my parents' health was like totally declining. My mom was diagnosed with Alzheimer's just after the birth of my second born, Lucy, and I had to. It was really hard mm-hmm. watching her kind of slip away, deteriorate it, while you were young. Yeah, it turned out to be like ten years of these slow goodbyes. Mm-hmm. First, it was like we couldn't talk on the phone. Then, because she, she was unable to carry on a conversation because of dementia, you know. Mm-hmm. And then there were little things like she couldn't visit because it was too hard to travel. And she just really couldn't take care of herself. And it was really, it was hard. It's an evil, evil disease. But I so appreciate that my kids had Cece in their lives and appreciate her spending time with them. Uh, We do fun trips to the zoo, walking around the Rose Garden in Portland. I am so grateful for both these women and how they've impacted my life and my children's. I just really aspire to be more like them. Since we're doing moms for the month of May, I decided to do Lady Diana. I know you're a fan, too. I remember watching the royal wedding of Prince Charles and Lady Diana when I was 13. My dad was a marine surveyor. You know, he's stationed in in Honolulu, Hawaii for several months. And my mom and I joined him and spent a month during the summer of 1981. And so my mom and I watched the wedding together. And I, I was glued yeah. to the TV and swept away by well, like she's like the only princess oh, we we know yeah 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 all the pageantry and the mm-hmm. fa- it was just like a fairy tale I was just loved it so from that point on I became an admirer and total fan of Lady Diana yeah I couldn't get enough of Lady Diana Spencer I know she's just so still today yeah yeah so so beautiful. To so work. I'm so yeah. excited that, you're, that, you're, that you did some research with Yeah. Her. So we'll start from the beginning. <laughs> uh, Diana Frances Spencer was born July 1st, 1961 to an aristocratic family. She had three siblings, Sarah, Jane, and Charles. Her family called her Dutch for her Duchess-like attitude, which I thought Just was pretty interesting. cute. It was very cute. I yeah. love nicknames. Like anybody that calls me my name, Teresa. Yeah. It feels so formal. Yeah, it's very formal because usually, yeah. So So I think I just love nicknames. It's cute. And she lived at Park House. I didn't know this. Interestingly, her parents rented the home on Queen Elizabeth Estate, uh, Sandringham. Isn't that bizarre? I didn't had no clue that Hmm. that was a connection there. Where she, her childhood playmates were Prince Andrew and Prince Edward, Prince Charles' younger brothers. 
Now, was that at all in The Crown? I don't think it was. I don't think it was either. No. Because I only watched, you know, an episode and a half, I think. But I thought that was, was I didn't know that, that they had that much history. Yeah. I didn't, I had no idea either. Sadly, her parents divorced when she was seven. Um, and she became Lady Diana Spencer in 1975 when her dad became an earl. Which I'm curious how that happens. Well, it says he entered into earlhood or he became an earl, you know, mm-hmm. so that changed her to a lady. Right. I just, I guess I assumed earls were just born earls. Yeah. I didn't realize that. You could later in life become one. Yeah, I don't so really know. That'd be something to I'm research. about that, but go ahead. Yeah, she went on to Riddlesworth Hall and West Heath School and then finishing school at Chateau, it's like De O in, Mont- in Montrose, uh, Switzerland. I hope I got that right. But after finishing school, she became a kindergarten assistant in London and then became reacquainted with the royal family. Soon began the courtship with <laughs> Prince Charles. And she got that nickname for being shy, die, for mm-hmm. her quiet personality. Their relationship grew, and they were married July 29th, 1981. And it was known, like, as the wedding of the century. Yeah. It was huge Plates news. and everything. Yeah, yeah, everything. Postcard. I mean, everything yeah. you could think of. She was just 20, and Prince Charles was 32. The newlyweds lived in Kensington Palace. Funny thing I read is they lived in apartments number 8 and 9, which... We, which is more, they, these apartments are not what we think of. I mean, mm-hmm. they're very large and stately. They're yeah, a home. Yeah. But I think it's funny. Well, I just think it's amazing she was only 20 when she got married. I know. So young. Just a few months after marriage, her royal duties began, and she was provided no training. Yeah. But Diana was a natural person and had the ability to easily connect with people. Because of this quality, she became the princess of the people. Her sense of fashion and warm smile made her an instant celebrity, yeah. which I love. Definitely, look, I love looking at the I, magazines. I could spend hours just looking at her fashion, fashion thing ideas that she put out there with that that sweaters, the sheep sweater she oh, had. Yes. With just the I single. love that. Yeah, I mean, we could go. That could yeah, be a I whole could, thing. I could do, go on and on about all sorts of just gorgeous things yeah, that she wore, and she just was so elegant, so but graceful simple, too. Yeah. I mean, she just had a simplicity, and, simple beauty, and a glow that came. Yes. I felt came from her. Uh, Diana became a mother just one year after marriage, with the birth of Prince William, and then three years with Prince Harry. She loved being a mother and wanted her boys to have a normal life as possible. I admire how she parented her boys. I mean, mm-hmm. she snuggled yeah, with them. She was hands-on mom. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed I was looking through some of these photos um, during my research. I found one of her holding Harry, and she just looks so attentively at him. Well, I think a lot of the photos that they have of her oh, with, the, with the boys, yeah. that's the case. There's one of them at an amusement park where right. they're in that long And they're ride. all smiling. And they're just, yeah. like, having the time of their lives. She went out and did that stuff with oh, them. for sure. That was like so a important. normal person. Yeah. And it, that wasn't common. No, definitely not. For royalty. Another sweet photo is of her and William as a toddler doing a puzzle. She was Aww. looking so doting mm-hmm. at him, and he's making eye to- uh, and making eye contact with him, and he's looking just right back at her. I he just, loves his mom. I just love it. Diana broke tradition and walked her boys to Montessori school, just a mm-hmm. few-minute walk from the palace when it was traditional, you know, for the royal family to be homeschooled. I just love that desire to, for her to have the boys have a normal school mm-hmm. experience. I so admire that. And I read that she participated in school function sports day where she totally <laughs> killed it in a running race with other moms barefoot and all. I've seen that. And once again, her yeah. glow, just she is so excited to be right. there barefoot running that race. Yeah, I think she got like one year first place and second <laughs> place. I mean, she was all in. I just love it. 
Then later, Harry and William would go off to Weatherby Preparatory School, and she made time for her son. She was present and would listen to them share about their school experience or whatever was on their mind. I read that William and Harry could feel her love from across the room. Mm. Just, I don't know, I think that really speaks to her. And she also had a cheeky side uh, and a sense of humor. And she'd be silly with her boys. And she'd send funny cards to them at school, always with, like, a kind message. Mm -hmm. She enjoyed taking them to the movies or amusement parks or taking them to a trip to the sweet shop. Diana also instilled a sense of the world outside the palace. And she would bring Which I think you see in the boys now. Oh, this for is sure. why they are the, the way, way they, they are. are. For sure. it was planted right here. Yeah. She would bring them to various charities she supported. One of the ch- charities she would bring the boys to was the Passage and Centerpoint. Um, both are homeless shelters in London. Oh, Yeah. And re- kind of reading about that, I read that she even ventured out to the roughest areas in the neighborhood and spoke to people living on the street. She even woke up. A homeless person, just so she could have a conversation with mm. them. Now, I wonder, did she have like security? She had people with her. Okay, yeah, just yeah. In case. She had people. Yeah, this was like a YouTube Wanda. video I saw. Okay, yeah. I adm- I admire her desire to really connect with all people, no matter their station in life. Mm-hmm. And she brought awareness to the homeless to the public. She was she felt it was wrong and gave a passionate speech that was perceived by many as attacking the government. Hmm. I know, I, but I admire her bravery and ability to speak up to those without a voice. She was the champion for AIDS patients. Mm-hmm. In the 1980s, AIDS was a new, prim- yeah. primarily affecting the gay population who were suffering and being ignored. And there was a huge Well, and that's why they stigma. were being ignored, because people thought it was, you know, punishment for right. being gay. Right. And, and she was one of the first ones to be like, you're not going to catch it yeah. by holding someone's hand. You're right. not well, going to catch it by giving yeah. someone a hug. You're not going to catch yeah, it. And, yeah, and the public were afraid of being infected. But she broke the barrier. Like you said, there's a famous photograph of her holding the hand of an AIDS patient. She became involved in the London's I life. I think she even did that with people that had, like, leprosy. I mean, yeah. Like, oh, okay. Keep going. Keep going. Diana became involved with the London Lighthouse Hospital for AIDS patients. Uh, there's a lot of sickness and death mm-hmm. at the time. She felt compelled to comfort these patients, and she would go out on her own time to go Mm -hmm. visit them. She had a gift for making people feel at ease. I think it's so amazing given her shy personality. Which I've read that over and over Over, and over again. Which I think is just that for someone shy, I just think think it's really pretty remarkable. And, of course, again, she'd bring her boys in tow. She also raised awareness of leprosy and visited countries with high leprosy rates. Again, to eliminate the stigma associated with the disease, she went to hospitals in India, Nepal, Zimbabwe, visiting patients and showing the simple act not being repulsed by the disease. I admire this so much more now, being my age, but at the time, I remember seeing pictures of her, and she still was just so elegant and beautiful, even when it was... Jeans and a white shirt reminds me of Laura Bush. But, (laughs) you know, this the just simple, but she just... Like yeah. shined, right? Doing these things, and it's just the oh, just the pure simplicity. Yeah. Holding yeah. a hand, talking to somebody. I just appreciate her ability to break the mold of being a royal. Mm-hmm. She's the first, probably, yeah. to do this sort of thing, and I don't think she had the support. No, no, I of I've, the family. Right, yeah. So I really admire that. Diana would also frequent the Royal Marsden Hospital. Known for treating childhood cancer. Typical Diana. I did not know that. Yeah, she would sit and visit with children and hold their hands. Another place you take William and Harry to visit. All these huge 
impact. Yeah. I mean, I yeah. keep saying that over and over again, but really. But her legacy is living on in her boys because of these little seeds she planted. Yeah, exactly. After a visit to Angola, Diana became an anti-landmine an activist and advocate. BBC filmed her trip making a documentary, Heart of the Matter. She's putting herself in harm's way, walking the fields where these landmines yeah. had been used. She'd read a statistic prior to her visit that one person in every 330 in Angola had lost a limb mm. due to landmine-related explosions. Just to give you an idea, Angola is a country on the western coast of southern Africa. Mm, okay. And it's one of the most mined places in the world because of the Civil War from 1975 to 2002. And removing the landmines is costly and dangerous. Uh, she was very vocal and brought awareness to its dangers. Total side note, I think now they're sometimes using rats to oh, go to kind of sniff it out. Mines. Oh, wow. I'll have to look that up. That's, I, I feel like I've watched a show on that because, you know, but this, the, the whole getting attention. Yeah. The attention stems back to Diana saying that there was a problem. Right. Exactly. As Diana, had, you know, continued to focus on humanitarian work and raising her boys, her marriage to Prince Charles was falling apart. Mm-hmm. And sadly, it came to an end in 1996. She remained living in Kensington Palace and continued raising William and Harry. One day she was talking with William kind of about all her dresses and her love of fashion, yet she felt like she didn't need all these Mm -hmm. dresses. William suggested she auction them off and give the money to charity. And she did just that. I think that is so sweet. I love it. That that idea came from her son. Yeah. She auctioned 79 dresses and raised $3.25 million, which she gave to AIDS and cancer. Mm -hmm. And it's fun to check out the dresses that were sold. They're on a website called www.everythingroyal.com. There's a photograph of the dress. Another time suck for me. I know. (laughs) And then one of her in the dress, which is so beautiful. And then I love that. At, that she acknowledged William for the idea by later showing him the invitation to the mm. auction and saying, this is because of your great ideas. Aww. She's always that such makes a good mom. Mary. I yeah. just love it. And unfortunately, Diana was killed in a horrific accident in Paris during a high-speed car chase with the press on August Which is part 31st. of why her boys yeah. despise the paparazzi. No, exactly. Yeah, I, can- I remember that day. My husband and I were on a road trip, and we were coming back from Yellowstone. I heard that. About the horrible accident on the radio. I remember we had, um, my sister had her bachelorette party and my husband didn't tell me that night because he knew it would be too upsetting on me and I have good memories with a bachelorette party. And (laughs) then the next morning started my, yeah, yeah. I think we all remember. We we all do. Yeah. I read that there were over hundreds of thousands of people that paid their respects uh, to her at Kensington Palace, leaving a sea of flowers and cards. Prince William was 15, Prince Harry was 12, and I I read that, you know, they were in such awe that she reached so many people. Well, because to them, she's just their mom. I know. know? It really spoke to who she was as a person. As a testament to her, both her sons have continued her humanitarian work. William holds patronage to over 30 charities. Wow. Yeah. One being Centerpoint, Mm -hmm. the homeless shelter he Mm -hmm. visited as a child with his mother. He continued the work of his mother at the Royal Marston Hospital. The cancer patient. Cancer patient. Okay. Yeah. And then he founded the United for Wildlife Initiative, which aims to reduce worldwide illegal wildlife trade, which is cool. And he also launched Earthshot Prize. Um, oh, 
We talked about that with uh, Robert Irwin. Yes. Helping promote it. Which is, it's cool. It's an annual contest for the citizens of the UK to submit solutions to help the environment. Mm -hmm. I totally love that. He has many more accomplishments and involvement in charities. I'm just highlighting a few. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Prince William is married to Kate Middleton, Duchess of Cambridge. They have three children. I read that, like Princess Diana, they are hands-on parents as well. They have, I think they try to live pretty healthily, too. Yeah. Like, uh, she makes sure they have a lot of greens and, right. like, good diets. Yeah. They have they do have a nanny to help, but they still care for the, you know, the feeding and the baths and, you know, take their children mm-hmm. out for walks. Their young children, Prince George, eight, Princess Charlotte, six, and Prince uh, Louis is three. And they've all learned to respect all their others. I mean, that's really, like, mm-hmm. one of their values. I just love that. They've, you know, they even pick up after themselves, which I think is, I mean. I have failed on that part. So I maybe did I too. take some lessons from the royals. For sure. <laughs> Family time is number one priority. Kate and William try to spend as much time with their children as they can. I love their values, and it reminds me of Diana. Mm-hmm. They encourage their children to speak their feelings, which I think is really healthy. Well, and I've seen pictures of Kate Middleton. She bends down. Yeah. She's at their, yeah, she's at their level. And that so much reminds me of Princess Di- Diana. Oh, for sure. The family enjoys sports like field hockey. And I admire them restricting the electronic device use, which is pretty... I had a hard time with that. We all do. Yeah. But like William, Harry also followed in his mother's footsteps with philanthropic work. He launched a charity, Centiball means forget-me-not in Sesotho, the native language of Lesotho. It's a memorial to the charity work of his mother, Mm. as well as a reminder not to forget the children of Lesotho. He co-founded it with the prince CSO of Lesotho. Lesotho is in uh, southern Africa. It has the second highest rate of HIV in the world. Mm. It's 37,000 under the age of 14, are living with HIV. I wonder why it's so prevalent there. You know, I'm not really sure. Yeah. But it's that was something he kind of yeah, carried his on. Heart was, yeah. was there yeah. from his mother. Another charity he's involved with is Walking with the Wounded. It's designed to help injured former British Armed Forces and servicemen and women mm. to transition from military life to civilian so life. So important. And then Harry, along with William and Kate, initiated mental health awareness campaign in the UK, Heads Together. I don't know if you've heard about that. I've, I've seen it on the news off and on. Um, Are they still doing that, even though they're all I don't know. I have I mean, no I idea. Sure you the hope the they're still doing campaign something. Campaign still going, but so important. Mental health is it, just huge right it's now. It's huge. We need to make it even bigger. Right. I totally agree. He also continued his mother's work in Angola and her crusade against landmines. And it's important to note that three months after her death, 122 countries signed the Ottawa Treaty, which prohibits the use of and production of landmines. Progress. I know. I love that. (laughs) Prince Harry is married to Meghan Markle, Mm -hmm. American actress, and has a son, Archie, who's two years old. And they are shielding him from the public Mm -hmm. eye. Totally understand why. Yeah. I mean, I think they want to have a normal upbringing, Mm -hmm. and they seem to be very involved parents. Mm -hmm. I love that they announced that they are expecting their second child on Valentine's Day this year, which is which is 37 years exactly when Princess Diana announced she's pregnant with Harry. Oh, I just love that little. It's so. I just thought that was pretty cool. Very sweet. 
I so enjoyed learning more about Lady Diana and her legacy, which lives on through her son. because yeah, I've known a lot of the stuff about Lady Diana, yeah. but I wasn't aware of how much. I knew she impacted her boys, but they are definitely living. Right. Living now, Liv- yeah, which her, she started. Her, yeah. She was a beautiful person inside and out. What I admire most about her was her ability and desire to connect with people, especially the sick and poor as well as the many charities she served. I'm amazed, given her shy personality, she was able to reach out and make others feel at ease. What's amazing is she was so beautiful. Yeah. I can't, and, and always dressed very stylishly. Right, and so and put together. looked amazingly gorgeous. And I would think a lot of people would be turned off with that or jealous or, right. you know, they might have a problem with that. But somehow she broke through that. Right. And... People she didn't make it stuffy. It. You no, know. not at all. Very she approachable. was just very welcoming and just loving. I yeah, guess that's what I exactly. She was really a remarkable woman who championed many causes. She was loved by so many. But most importantly, she was a wonderful mother to William and Harry. And that's living on. Living on. The two quotes I have for Lady Diana, one is, I will fight for my children on any level so they can reach their potential as human beings and in their public duties. A second one is a mother's arms are more comforting than anyone else's. Mm, I love those. Me too. Good choices. My happy find this week is an organization called Operation Smile. I feel like I've heard about this before, but after reading Roma Downey's book, Box of Butterflies, I was curious. Side note, I came across this book at Target one day and was drawn to it by the tagline at the bottom. It says, discovering the unexpected blessings all around us. Oh, I love that. I mean, it's just a beautiful book. I haven't seen a single show or movie or anything with Roma Downey in it, so I didn't know much about her. But, oh, my goodness, this oh. woman has been through a lot, including losing her mother when she was only 10. Oh, man, yeah. And then she lost her father during her last semester of drama school. One chapter is titled, Struggles Make You Stronger. Oh, and yeah. I just, I, I loved that this Touched by an Angel woman actually is spreading such a great message. The book is sprinkled with beautiful drawings, sweet poems, and quotes in between the chapters. When she was 10 and visiting her mother's grave, a butterfly flew by and her dad said that was a reminder of her mother. Ever mm-hmm. since then, she sees butterflies everywhere, like in everything yeah. she, it, she just can pick out the right. butterfly. So she's always looking for her mom. I just love that. And her husband gave her a box of butterflies. Aww. Can't remember what the yeah. holiday was, but just so sweet because he knew the significance. I think her husband produces or is somehow does something with the voice. Oh, okay. So oh, a connection wow. with, isn't the voice the one with Kelly Clarkson? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. So, wow. That's Anyway, cool. it's a great book that's uplifting despite the subject matter because right. it's, it's a lot it's of loss. Talk, it's very deep, very deep, but inspiring book. But back to Operation Smile, which... She is, that's one of her charities that she um, advocates for. Oh, cool. It was started in 1982 by Dr. Bill Maggie, who is a dentist and plastic surgeon, and his wife, Kathleen Maggie, who was a nurse and social worker. The Maggies were invited to join a cleft repair mission with a group of volunteer medical professionals. The mission was in the Philippines, and after working for a few weeks there, the group prepared to leave with no plans on returning. The Maggies felt like something needed to be done to help more people. Dr. Maggie explained his motivation. It was guilt. We saw hundreds of children and saw many more turned away. We knew that this group was not planning to return, so we planned another trip. But when we saw how many people were suffering because of their facial deformities, we had to keep going back. You can't help but be touched by things 
that we take completely normal and all of a sudden become a monumental event in a child's life. I mean, the pictures, yeah. if you go to this website yeah. and just look at the stories on there, if you want to get inspired for just people doing good, changing lives with what they consider a simple surgery. But anyway, Dr. Maggie returned two more times to the Philippines, treating more than 400 children. Wow. That's awesome. For cleft palates and other facial deformities. Dr. Maggie and his wife were invited by Mother Teresa to come to India to perform surgeries on children with facial deformities, which they accepted. Operation Smile reached out to more and more doctors and medical professionals, and they reached more and more countries. Oh, that's so awesome. So I wasn't even sure. I mean, I kind of knew what a cleft palate was, but cleft lip or palate is the result of tissue of the face not joining correctly during development in the womb. Okay. So it can be caused by risk factors related to smoking during pregnancy, diabetes, obesity, certain medications like anti-seizure medicines, and simply being an older mother at the time of birth. Oh. Cleft lip or palates may cause problems with feeding. One of the stories on there, this mom wanted nothing to do with her child. And so the dad spent six years trying to get the surgery because the mom had basically just abandoned the child. It can cause problems with feeding, speech, hearing problems, and often lead to frequent ear infections. Babies with cleft lips or palates often had a a very difficult time breastfeeding or bottle feeding. Additionally, the cleft lip and cleft palate can be a dramatic facial disfigurement, which can lead to bullying and social social isolation. Besides the physical issues associated with the cleft lip or palate, the psychosocial issues around self-esteem, Confidence and making friends is greatly impacted and can cause long-term mental and social issues for the child. The good news is that it's very treatable with surgery, utilizing both plastic surgeons and dental professionals. Some more extensive cases require multiple treatments, but many cases can be resolved in a single surgery. In some cases, the correction is almost not visible, but in more extreme cases, there may be some scarring, but an otherwise natural-looking face. These types of surgeries can be life-changing for children with this type of disfigurement. Operation Smile has provided over 220,000 surgeries for children and young adults in over 60 countries. That's, oh, that's amazing. that amazing? Totally. So they started with 34 Smile Centers okay. around the world where they're ongoing and regular treatment for children with facial deformities. In 2018 alone, over 35,000 dental procedures were also performed. All of this is at no cost for the patients, which I think is pretty yeah, amazing. that's super. Around 200 yeah. patients have had their travel paid for to come to the United States for surgeries that were too complex to do in other countries. Operation Smile doctors also participate in the education and training of local doctors and medical staff so they can do facial repairs themselves. More than 650 doctors around the world have received training in advanced cranial facial techniques through Operation Smile trainers. That's really great. Isn't that it? They're doing that piece. I, I mean, know. it's neat that they, they were It reminded able- me of Laura Bush with the teachers and right. then going back to their teaching the professions professionals yeah. rather they um, have also assisted in training medical professionals in developing nations on lowering infection medical hygiene and treating burns and other surgical wounds so we'll put the link up on inspirational links at tangentialinspiration.com seeing how amazing the changes with the children after surgery will oh, totally melt your heart I seriously can't. if you want to get inspired go look at that website because just the difference. Right. You can just see it in their faces. Oh, I can't wait to go look. The smallest act of kindness is worth more than the grandest intention. 
Oscar Wilde. Thanks for listening to Tangential Inspiration. We really want to hear from you. Email us your comments or story suggestions at tangentialinspiration at gmail.com or leave a comment on our website, tangentialinspiration.com. Our website has all our podcast episodes, show notes, stories, follow-ups, and links to websites and books we talk about. Like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app, and you can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Have a great week.